The Nonprofit Hour, a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders, with interviews, profiles, and documentaries. This is the Nonprofit Hour program here on X-Ray FM. The show is brought to us by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. I'm Jason Dennington. Every year, Willamette Week's Give Guide awards the Skidmore Prize honoring nonprofit staff members nominated for demonstrating excellence, passion, and commitment to the work that they do every day on behalf of others. Every week throughout the end of the year, the Nonprofit Hour will be speaking with one of the Skidmore Prize winners about their work, as well as featuring interviews with several of the varied organizations participating in this year's Give Guide. In the second half of the show, we feature an organization participating in this year's Give Guide through a conversation recorded at one of our live events with Jessica Elkin of New Avenues for Youth. They're an organization that assist homeless and at-risk youth in the Portland area to empower themselves to find a better future for their lives. First, though, we're going to start out the show with Skidmore Prize winner Cole Merkel of Street Roots with a listen to his speech at Give Guide's kickoff celebration at Revolution Hall, followed by his conversation with Phil Bussey. Our next winner is Cole Merkel. Jessica Larson, the director at the Welcome Home Coalition, had this to say about Cole. Cole is a joy, he is a rock, he is a ball of fun, and yet always heart-centered. It's clear that Cole's work isn't a job, it's a calling, a way of life, a vocation, a love, and a passion. He's integrated his whole being into his work life without sacrificing his whole being as so many of us social workers do. It's a profound and yet simple magic to watch him at work. We are lucky. Please welcome Cole and Bill Dickey from Morell Inc. who will present his award. It's an absolute honor to be accepting this award for the work I do at one of Portland's best weekly newspapers from another one of Portland's best weekly newspapers. Thank you, Willamette Week Give Guide. 365 days a year, Street Roots takes an issue that appears insurmountable to each of us alone and makes it something that together we can overcome. For 18 years, our organization has helped all of us, the housed and homeless alike, become part of the solution to homelessness in our community. There is no way I would be able to do the, my job without the support of the incredible staff at Street Roots who work tirelessly to help our vendors build self-worth and earn their way out of poverty, all while producing some of the best journalism in this city. Yeah. <laughs> our jobs are not easy. Working with people experiencing homelessness and severe, severe poverty can be traumatizing, and I'm so grateful I get to work with such a supportive staff. But ultimately, this award goes out to the 150 men and women who sell street routes every single day. I am honored to be your supervisor, your mentor, and your friend. You all are the hardest working people I have ever met, and your perseverance inspires all of us to support you. 
I'm so grateful to my amazing partner, Nathan. I'm a better person because you're in my life. Thank you to every single person in this room for the work you do to make the city a better place to live. And if you haven't already, every single person in this room, there are two things you can do right now to help alleviate poverty in our community. First, please vote yes for affordable homes on measure 26-179. It's time to build more housing for the most vulnerable people in our community. Second, find a vendor and buy a copy of Street Roots. Then do it every single week. <laughs> Learn about all those issues that matter. Together we can build a more just and equitable city. Because remember, the change is always in your pocket. Thank you. Thanks, Cole. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Hour. I'm joined in the studio today uh, with, with Cole Merkel, who is the Vendor Program Director for Street Roots. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We are talking to all five of the Skidmore Prize winners, uh, which are under 35 really do-gooders. Is that, is, Cole, how do I describe what a Skidmore Prize winner is? So a Skidmore Prize winner works in a nonprofit uh, in the city of Portland. Um, the criteria are that the winners are under 35, making less than $40,000 a year. Excellent. And, and uh, congratulations on that. We'll talk a little bit more about that. I want to first talk, though, about Street Roots and your role there. Uh, I think most people who have ever come in or out of Powell's or many different locations around the city are familiar with, with what Street Roots is, but can you take us a little bit deeper into what's the business model of Street Roots? So Street Roots exists to empower people who are experiencing homelessness and poverty um, to earn an income, by, and we do that by publishing a weekly newspaper. So folks who are experiencing poverty buy that newspaper from us for 25 cents, sell it for $1 uh, at a plethora of local businesses. We have something like 90 business partners that we, that we work with uh, where vendors are selling on a daily basis. And the vendors are thereafter able to keep all of that uh, profit they make as their own disposable income. So we are one of the few low-barrier employers uh, of people who are experiencing poverty uh, to earn an income in the city. And, you know, I don't know if everybody knows uh, pedestrians that are walking around and see and interact with street routes that, that the vendors have purchased those papers and then are, are, in a sense, have put their own capital up. Right. We start every vendor with 10 copies of the newspaper for free. And from there, we recommend that they save $2.50 to $5 to be able to buy more papers to be able to sell. But that's one thing that I think vendors really pride themselves on is the fact that they have an investment in that product. They have an investment in street routes, and they have something that they are selling that they can be proud of. And, and as the vendor program director, I imagine that it's more than just, just saying where the papers go. I mean, you're, you're doing some coaching I am a jack of all trades when it comes to street routes. Um, we are working with, at any given time, 150 men and women who are experiencing homelessness and poverty. Oftentimes, the folks we have are experiencing a wide breadth of um, physical disabilities, mental illness, um, addiction, recovery. And so I'm 
overseeing that entire team of people and really working with them in any capacity they need, whether it's getting a bus ticket to get out to location, suggesting new locations for them to go, or doing some case management to try and get folks into housing, working with case managers to keep folks in housing, and really just trying to support people in any way that we possibly can for selling our newspaper. Is there one sort of plithy pep talk that you give, like, go out there and be cheery or don't be discouraged to people say no? I mean, is, is there a common piece of advice that you do give out, given that obviously you have a, so many different people and different uh, aspects that you're working with, but is there one common thing that you say to people? Be polite, be kind, and it'll come back to you. Uh, you know, we really pride ourselves on being a space for nonviolence and being a space for love. And so we try and create a dynamic where uh, where our vendors can come into our office and feel that sense of community and then go out into the larger community and uh, really start to feel that form of self-worth by selling the newspaper. Yeah, and, I, and, and I think that definitely comes across. The, the vendors that I interact with um, are, are always, you know, very polite and not aggressive in terms of, of trying to sell a newspaper. Newspaper hawkers certainly were iconic at, at, at a point in history. Um, newspapers were bigger and more prevalent than they are now, and certainly the last 5, 10, 15 years have been tough on newspapers. How is that affecting street routes? Street routes and street papers are actually seeing a resurgence. Like you said, the common perception of a street of a newspaper back in a hundred years ago was the newsie who stood on the corner and, you know, sold the newspaper for a profit for themselves. In twenty fifteen, Street Roots became a weekly publication. We had been a bi weekly before that, and we knew that going weekly would in a lot of ways work to support the vendors and create better income opportunities. We were very intentional about the decision. Uh, we were building the capacity toward it for about two years very intentionally. And since going weekly, we have seen our circulation double, and we have seen the number of vendors we're serving on any given week uh, about double as well. That's fantastic. Uh, this is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Hour. We are talking with Cole Merkel, who is the Vendor Program Director for Street Roots and also one of the winners of the Skidmore Prize, which is part of Willamette Week's Give Guide. Cole, how about uh, let's take a music break? And you had brought in a couple songs. Uh, one is a Tom Petty, Running Down a Dream, and you said that that, that reminds you of, of one of the vendors? It actually reminds me of most of the vendors. So every morning... Classic rock is one way that we really try and get the office going and we really try and get people to get out there and, and feel feel like they're ready to go and work. So we have a drop an hour every morning between 7.30 and 9 and I'm really pumping classic rock, which is what many of the vendors like to listen to. And I think, you know, running down a dream really just speaks to what we're all trying to do at Street Roots. We're all running down a dream. We're trying to make ourselves better. We're trying to create a, a better city for everybody who's involved. Let's let it roll.
so good Like anything was possible Hit cruise control And rub my eyes The last three days And the rain was unstoppable It was always cold No sunshine That was Tom Petty, and this is Phil Buss. It's the Nonprofit Hour. We are talking with Cole Merkel, who is the Vendor Program Director, one of the winners of this year's Skidmore Prize uh, from Willamette Week's Give Guide. I want to talk more generally about, about homelessness. I think that it has uh, become more of a central issue uh, with city politics. Um, I, I, if you're willing to, to comment if the city's doing enough or uh, suggestions on on how the city could do more obviously you guys are a nonprofit organization uh and and you're you're doing part of that working with individuals 
Is there something that you'd see that the uh, public entities could be doing more of to provide support? Homelessness sometimes feels like a very intractable issue because when you see somebody who's experiencing homelessness, you see medical uh, issues that they have not had taken care of for years, mental health. And I think the thing that we all need to step back and remember is that the way to end homelessness is by giving somebody a home. And we're not going to be able to do that until we as a community, until we as a nation come together and realize that this is something that we need to fund. And that by giving somebody a home, by building affordable housing, by helping people pay their rent, we're going to be saving a lot of money in the long run, whether it's in medical bills or otherwise. Does that make you optimistic or pessimistic for what will happen in the next few years for solutions? Well, I think uh, we'll have to see after November 8th. I'm optimistic that Portland will pass the affordable housing bond, yes, for affordable homes, uh, which Street Roots has been a really vocal advocate for. And I certainly hope to to see us continue as a community um, prioritizing the fact that these are our brothers and sisters who are sleeping out here. We need to be working toward creating safe spaces where people who are experiencing homelessness can start to get back into housing and get back into pulling their lives back together. Cole Merkle is the Vendor Program Director for Street Roots and one of the winners of the Skidmore Prize. I want to just talk to you a little bit more about uh, about yourself. And you, you came to Portland um, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot has changed in Portland. I came then. just before Portlandia launched. So I, I kind of saw the last of, what would you call it, old Portland, I guess. And and you came out here as a Jesuit volunteer. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, so I uh, applied to work in an America. I wanted to figure out how to serve an AmeriCorps service. I was finishing college. I knew that I wanted to to continue serving. I knew that I wanted to continue, uh, really start hammering down and working uh, hard to help people. Right, and so I applied to several AmeriCorps programs and really liked the values of Jesuit Volunteer Corps Northwest. Uh, and so I was very open to moving wherever I was needed. And they placed me with a organization called Operation Nightwatch in downtown Portland. So for a year, I was operating a hospitality center uh, for people on the streets Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights, 7.30 to 11 p.m. Uh, I think that the director, Gary, would like to call it a poor man's Starbucks. So... A year into, or about six months, seven months into that program, I knew that I wasn't going to be done after just one year. And I really wanted to stay in Portland because I really loved the city, and I really wanted to continue working with people on the streets. Uh, Street Roots became a first-time-ever Jesuit volunteer placement uh, in 2011, and I saw that as a possibility. I applied to a second year of Jesuit Volunteer Corps, and they placed me with Street Roots, and I'd never, never left. And before uh, working with Operation Nightwatch, had you worked with homeless populations or men or women? I grew up in a city that had a lot of poverty. I grew up in a small town, Rust Belt Town in Michigan, called Owasso, um, pretty conservative, uh, that had really been hammered by the economic recession, really, of the last 20, 30 years, uh, auto manufacturing moving out. And 
in high school, I did some volunteer work with the local food bank and kind of realized how deeply entrenched poverty was in my community. Um, that aside, I, you know, again, was very open to working with any population that uh, could really best serve my needs or best suit my needs, I should say. And you, you attend at University of Michigan and you have a writing, creative writing degree. From and there. history, yep. <laughs> and history. Uh, I just want to focus on the creative writing. Do you do any writing for Street Roots or? I, at this point, I'm more of an editor uh, with, with the vendors. So I... From time to time, there will be a bit. I will have a byline in the paper, uh, things like a vendor profile. Um, I founded the Street Roots Creative Writing Workshop about five years ago, right after I started, which is now a weekly entity. Every single Wednesday around the table, people come in, write to a prompt, and uh, really just kind of get their emotions out on paper. And it's it's a really great way for people to be able to either process their day or process their trauma of the past. I'm not leading that as often anymore as kind of the demands of my job have changed, but I am now overseeing the production of our biannual zine. So the idea that we had with our zine was that, you know, we have this wonderful professional paper that's 90% professional writing and about 10% vendor writing. We always have street poetry, we always have artwork, but we wanted to not only give the vendors another source of income uh, during during the holiday season and also during the spring, uh, but we really wanted to give them a space to be able to to showcase their voices. So this zine, which will be on the streets uh, November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, The Gift of Giving, it's all vendor writing, all vendor artwork, and it's just $4, uh, $1 to the vendors, so go pick one up. How did you find out about the Skidmore uh, Prize? Uh, or how did you find out that you received it? How did I find out I received it? So I um, was nominated by our executive director, Israel Bear, and um, went through the application process, went through the interview process, and about a week later, got the call. That's great. What, is, what does it mean to you? It's absolutely amazing to be with four other Portlanders that are doing amazing work to be kind of recognized for the work that we are doing. Um, and I think GiveGuide in itself is just an amazing asset to our community. Not only that it's friendly competition where everybody wins at the end of the day because all the nonprofits are getting great sources of funding, but also that it's encouraging people of my generation, millennials, to, to really start giving and giving early. Cole Merkel is the Vendor Program Director for Street Roots. Uh, thank you so much for talking to us, and thank you for all the great work that you're doing. Thank you for having me. Uh, how about one more song to take us out? So, again, we do classic rock every single morning, um, and I think Neil Young's Keep on Rockin' in the Free World definitely speaks a lot to the Vendor Program. And, uh Again, I, that actually is one of the phrases that I tell people quite often. Keep on rocking in the free world. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thanks again to Skidmore Prize winner Cole Merkel for joining us on the show and giving us the opportunity to get to know about his work and motivations. When he suggested playing that song, I couldn't help but indulge in one of my favorite versions performed by Pearl Jam on stage in Toronto, joined by Neil Young himself. Trust me, though, I cut it short because they actually went on for over four more minutes in the live version. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Nonprofit Hour from the Media Institute for Social Change on X-Ray FM. To become a supporting member of the Media Institute and find out more about their work, you can visit MediaMakingChange.org. Members receive annual benefits and support programs such as the Nonprofit Hour and their summer documentary program. The Nonprofit Hour is also brought to you in part by generous support from Pacific Continental Bank and Business Works. Find out more at therightbank.com or businessworkspdx.com. We also receive support from Living Room Realty, who are committed to living and doing business with meaning. And Ristretto Roasters, locally owned and small batch roasted since 2005. Four cafes in urban Portland and available at local markets and online. More info at rrpdx.com. Now we turn to Phil Bussey in conversation with Jessica Elkin of New Avenues for Youth from one of our live events at The Way Post this year. New Avenues are one of the many great organizations in Portland that you can find out more about and help support by visiting giveguide.org. This is Phil Bussey. I am the co-host for the Media Institute for Social Changes Nonprofit Hour. We are so happy today to be recording this live at The Way Post on North Williams. Uh, yeah, we can have applause. We have an audience here, which is... That is not an audience that you could fit into the studio where we normally record. What, what I like about uh, the Nonprofit Hour is it does uncover some of these smaller nonprofits that are doing just incredibly humane and wonderful work. Um, what I also like about the nonprofit is that we get a chance to talk to uh, very large and well-known nonprofits like New Avenues for Youth, which is um, it, it's, it's almost 20 years old and it's, it's an institution uh, in the city and has done some amazing work. I am joined uh, at the Waypost here with Jessica Elkin, who is the Director of Development. Hi, thank you for having me here. Absolutely. And and let's, let's we're, we're going to talk uh, in, in a little bit uh, about some of the specific programs that New Avenues for Youth does, uh, in, in particular some of the business programs of Ben and & Jerry's and, and now a soup cart on the Portland State University as well as one of the uh, one of the, one of the students and one of the the workers managers of that of that program. Let's take a step back though and get a little bit wider view of this new avenues for youth. Um, who does that serve? So first of all, thank you to X-Ray FM for inviting us to be here. Uh, we still consider ourselves pretty small and mighty. Uh, not a huge nonprofit, but um, one that obviously has a big mission here in Portland. So New Avenues serves homeless, at-risk, and foster youth in three main areas, basic relief and safety services, career and education services, and self-sufficiency. So all of our programs are really around those three buckets. And we have everything from a drop-in day services center where we see most of our homeless youth, youth that are living on the streets, first accessing services. We have 
our career and education program that serve youth that are both homeless, youth at risk of homelessness, and foster youth. And then we have self-sufficiency services, and there's a range of programming. So New Avenues is really dedicated to the intervention and prevention of homelessness, and that's how we approach it. And, and, and let's just define that word youth because that's a very specific term. So what, what, what age group is New Avenues for youth actually serving? 14 to 24. Okay. And, and rolling back the clock a little bit here, uh, it's been almost 20 years. How did New Avenues for Youth start? Was, what was the recognition of a need to serve? So our founding story is really unique. Um, we were founded by community and business leaders who felt that there was a better way to work with homeless youth in the community and that they wanted to explore what other places were doing. So through their private resources, traveled around the United States, landed in San Francisco at Larkin Street Youth Programs, and that really became the blueprint for New Avenues, which is engagement on the front end with self-sufficiency programs on the back end. And that, and that combination is really important. It's more than just providing basic relief and safety. You need to give youth education, opportunity, job skills, real-world work experience, and then all of those other supports from mental health, drug and alcohol, to housing, to really have the tools to exit street life. So that's really what those original founding members and volunteers believed in, and that's what we're still doing today. And, and since 1997 to, to today, about how many uh, youth have you worked with? Roughly 20,000 youth. 20,000. 20, that is well, correct. It's a big number. That's a huge number. I mean, it's... Yeah. Actually, it's, this past year, we served over 1,300 youth, and that was a record for the organization. And that number was higher because we have been really focusing on prevention programming, both through working with foster youth as well as working with LGBT youth through our SMIRC program. So we had a record year last year, but what we're most proud of is it's that combination of working with youth who are homeless and working with those youth that are not yet on the streets but are on the cusp of becoming homeless because of their circumstances. And that's, I mean, that's a remarkable number, 20,000. I mean, that's, that's the size of this city of Medford uh, and, and, and giving uh, those individuals, like you say, not just uh, a meal or a shower, but ultimately self-sufficiency. Yes. And, and that's what it's about. I mean, I think that 20,000 is a big number, but each one of those um, people has um, goals. They have a desire to make their lives better. And that's what's great about our programs is it is completely voluntary. Youth do not have to come to new avenues. They're doing this because they see that they, um, they need help, they need a safe, supportive environment. And fortunately, new avenues is there to meet them where they're at and provide them with opportunities. A youth a long time ago told me, New Avenues is great because if you want to be a dolphin trainer, they'll help you become a dolphin trainer. And I don't know if we've ever actually had someone who wanted to be a dolphin trainer, but I like what that message says, that it's a really youth-driven organization and we meet youth where they're at. So whatever youth wants to become, we will try and help them the best we can. This is Phil Bossy. I'm the co-host for the Nonprofit Hour. I'm talking with Jessica Elkin, who's the Director of Development for New Avenues for Youth. 
Jessica, you have a much better idea than, than I do, but I, the numbers that I, I recall hearing is about it's about 2,000 youth on the streets of Portland uh, that are considered homeless on any given night. So, I mean, that number changes. Um, you know, I've he we've heard different things from 400 to 2,000. I think what's important to know is that at any given point, there is a range. Um, we see, like I said, around 1,300 youth a year, and that's both youth coming in off the streets and youth who are on the cusp of homelessness. And um, it's hard, though, because there are many people, there's many different definitions of homelessness. So there are many youth in this community who are doubling up, who are precariously housed. And by many definitions, they are considered homeless. So when you're talking about true, you know, street entrenched, sleeping in temporary shelters, sleeping in doorways, sleeping under bridges, I think the number's lower. But it doesn't mean that there are not youth in the shadows who really need help. And that's part of what we do through our um, job training program and other programs that are really working with those youth on the cusp. Talk to me a little bit about some of the, what are some of the misconceptions about homeless youth that New Avenues for Youth has to deal with? Um, either uh, coaching uh, individuals that come in to say, you know, you don't need to live that stereotype, or on, the, on maybe the other end of the spectrum of, of dealing with donors and saying, no, that's, that's not really what's going on or where your money's going. I mean, I think it's important to realize that every young person we work with is different and you can't categorize all people the same. You can't categorize all um, homeless people in the same way. And I think one of the things we really work on is challenging those misconceptions. As I mentioned, youth come to new avenues because they're looking for support, they're looking for opportunity, and they're looking to exit street life. So they don't have to be there. And I think that's the first thing, is this is a place where youth have chosen, and because of that, they're you know on their, their path, hopefully, to self-sufficiency. But the, you know, I don't like talking about the negative stereotypes. I think we all have ideas in our head of you know when we see homeless people on the street, we all have um, a narrative. And I think what's important to recognize that the youth we work with are homeless oftentimes because of circumstances that they have very little control over. They've fled abuse, neglect, poverty, um, lots of mental health, PTSD, and many of the youth haven't had the support of adults in their lives to teach them um, all of the things that maybe a young person who had a healthier upbringing would have. So for us, one of the ways that we really challenge those misconceptions is bringing people in to serve meals. And something you hear constantly by people who serve meals at New Avenues is, oh my gosh, the youth are so wonderful. They say thank you. They're polite. And we kind of look and say, yes, they are, because they're there because they want to be there, and they want food, and they do have gratitude. And I think, again, it's just going back to why are, what are the root causes of homelessness and realizing that not everyone has control over those formative years. Oftentimes, our youth are really fleeing very um, unhealthy and unsafe situations. And, and so New Avenues for Youth has three really incredible programs. Well, they're sort of all under the same umbrella, uh, and, and that's running some local businesses. Uh, there's a Ben & Jerry's that's on the Portland State campus, uh, and then there is a, an, an ink shop 
And then, and the newest one is a soup cart joining the uh, food cart revolution of Portland. Absolutely. So about 10 years ago, we opened our first Ben and Jerry's partner shop, and we have two now, one on Yam Hill, right across from Pioneer Square, and the one you mentioned on the campus of Portland State University. We also have a screen printing business in the Pearl District that screen prints apparel and other items. And on January 7th, we launched our third social enterprise called New Avenues Through Soup. And you're right, it is a really cute cart right in the middle of the urban plaza selling soup to students and anyone else who walks by. And what's great is um, we have youth that are really managing the cart and helping us launch this new social enterprise. And we're going to take a quick musical break. And when we come back, uh, John, who is one of those youth who is helping run and launch that, that program in Soup Cart, is going to join us. And what's, what song did you bring with you for us to play today? I think we suggested a couple one, uh, songs, but I think it's You Too, Beautiful Day. a blue shoots up through the stony ground there's no room no space to rent in this town you're out of luck and the reason that you had to care the traffic is stuck and you're not moving anywhere you thought you Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace So beautiful Phil Bussey, it's the Nonprofit Hour. I am joined, uh, we are talking with New Avenues for Youth. Uh, we've been talking to Jessica Elkin, who's the Director of Development, and now are joined uh, by John, who is one of uh, the youth who is working with uh, New Avenues for Youth uh, programs, uh, a soup kitchen. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So now, uh, describe what the soup, the, the soup cart looks like. Soup cart in way of what it looks like. Um, well, it's like a regular cart, but it's um, instead of there being like a, like in most carts that I've seen, 
they've had like a little inside that's actually open and so we're just standing behind it um it's got like you know like a burner it's got a little place you can set the bread on and the register and uh we've got like the double boilers out there as well um we also have a canopy which okay. keeps off the rain and so it's and now wh- almost one month in how's how's business Pretty good. Um, it's starting out kind of slow because it is new, so I figure as time goes by, there'll be a lot more people coming through. So, Is there a uh, most popular soup? Our most popular soup, ooh, we have a lot of popular soup, but we had a split pea with bacon that was really popular. Sounds like a good January rainy day soup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and now um, you came to this through New Avenues for Youth. What, uh, what what back what drew you to wanting to have a job like this? Um, well, I was actually struggling looking for other jobs, and I had like no idea what I was doing. And so, New Avenues actually offered a job training program in which I took a four week class, I think it was. Um, and they did a lot of job training on like what to do in interviews and how to fill out applications and doing stuff with the resume. Um, they had me start off actually with Ben and Jerry's last February. And so it was last December I finished up with that and they actually hired me onto the soup cart. So you, you've been working with uh, New Avenues for Youth and their, their business program for about a year now? A little over, yeah. Okay. And, and um, if you could go back in time, say a year ago, and give yourself some advice about either being a good employee or some of the managerial skills you've picked up, is there any advice you'd give yourself? Well, I would definitely tell myself that my resume needs to look pretty good. Um, I think actually one of the main things is mainly how interviews work. Because before I was like, an interview was this weird concept that I have never experienced. And so if I were to tell myself about interviews, like job interviews, I would just say actually it's a lot easier than what I would have seemed it would be. That's good. I mean, I think demystifying the, the job hunting and job uh, landing processes is perhaps one of the most important things to go through. And, and um, talk to me about some of the, how many people are working at the, the food car, or the soup cart at, at any given time? Um, it's actually just me and actually one other person as well. And so it's just two of us plus the manager who shares management with Ben and Jerry's and the soup cart. He helps out a lot as well with getting materials and stuff that we need and then i also have a co-worker who also he mainly scoops this uh not scoop but he mainly serves up the soup and then i just ring people up but just two of us out there yeah it's 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 interesting you went from a very probably very popular in the summertime uh place to very popular in the wintertime place what what as far as i mean i think first jobs and this is essentially one of your first jobs uh is is also about figuring out some life skills and along those lines. Are there, are there any bits of wisdom that you either can, that you've been giving to yourself that you've been taking away from these jobs? Um, mostly what I've actually taken away from these jobs was just the skills and like interacting with customers as well. It's actually helped a lot with my social skills and how to, you know, talking with strangers that I don't even know, which got me more comfortable around that. Um, also, it's actually kind of demystified a lot of my doubts of like, how do I run a register? And now I know what that's like. And then there's also like 
money counting skills. So there's like a lot of skills that I actually took away from this. And and um, nice to have an income. Oh yeah. <laughs> where where does this take you next? I mean, I I, I I would imagine this is a step towards something. Do you have you thought about uh, where this goes next? Um, not really yet. Um, I'm just started about a month ago, but um. I think, I don't know how long I'll actually be working there, but I'm actually working on, you know, getting uh, getting an apartment for myself, and so saving up money is definitely a thing that I'm working on here. Um, also getting maybe another job somewhere, wherever they're hiring, um, which actually is good because this place has actually taught me a lot about how to do that, and so... I, and 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 I don't know a better way of saying this, but you sound like a real success story. Does when you look at your own life now, does it feel like you are a success story? I feel like it in a way, based from like where I came from before, it's like a whole new me from like say three or four years ago when I was just like I had no idea what I was doing or where I was gonna end up, and so I feel like from that time to now, it's just. I guess you could say that, yeah. <laughs> John, congratulations, and um, I look forward to coming down and visiting the soup cart on, on Portland State's campus. Uh, thank you to New Avenues for Youth for, for coming by and, and for all the great work that you do, and, and uh, thanks for all the great soup and ice cream that you guys are putting out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Hour. standing by with my brother standing by I said brother you know you know it's a long road we've been walking on yes it is yes it is you know Brother, it is such a long road we've been walking on. Oh, brother, oh, brother. And I had a dream I stood beneath an orange sky. My sister standing by With my sister standing by Said here is what I know now sister Here is what I know now girl. 
My salvation lies in your love. My salvation lies in your love. My salvation lies in your love, in your love, in your When I miss you, you who are my own. This week's nonprofit hour show. Before leaving, we'd like to encourage everyone to take some time to visit the website at giveguide.org and put some time into learning about many of the great nonprofit organizations in the Portland area that are making our community a better place to live. And even more, taking the additional step to give a few of them your support before the end of the year. GiveGuide has done tremendous good for our city over its years of operation. And they have an ambitious goal this year to reach, which can be realized with all of our support. The show has been produced and edited by myself, Jason Dennington, and is recorded at the production studios of X-Ray FM. You can follow us on Facebook or via our Twitter handle at Nonprofit Hour and find archives of past shows on our SoundCloud page or free podcasts on the Apple iTunes store. If you'd like to make a comment or suggestion about an organization we should profile on a future show, please send an email to nph at mediamakingchange.org. We'd like to thank our guests on the show this week, Cole Merkel of Street Roots and Jessica Elkin of New Avenues for Youth. We'd also like to thank the Media Institute, our host Phil Bussey, X-Ray FM, and you, our regular listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you have a great week. And join us again next week at 6 a.m. Monday or 1 p.m. on Tuesday for the Nonprofit Hour Show.